Welcome to Destiny Spirit. Please join us for this message with Donna Astern. Tonight I want to talk about not-so-secret thoughts. Now let's turn to Genesis chapter 6. Not-so-secret thoughts, you know, we tend to think of nobody knows what's going on inside. They, uh, they hear the words of our mouth, they see our behavior but maybe they don't really know what's going on inside. But this struck me when I was reading it not long ago. In Genesis 6, verse 5, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. The Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. The Lord says, I will blot out man from whom I have created from the face of the land, from man to animals to creeping things and to birds of the sky, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. You know, why did God create people? Because he was looking for a family, right? You know, every parent has hopes and desires for their children. And God was extremely disappointed with all of his, to the point where he was sorry that he had ever made them. But Noah found grace, King James says, in the eyes of the Lord. Noah was different. And it says it was not just that the people were full of wickedness, but their thoughts. You know, it wasn't just the outward behavior they were doing, but even the ones that maybe weren't so bad on the outside had corruption in the hearts. And the Lord who sees all all the thoughts and he knows what's going on, He is fed up to hear with all of the evil that's going on for the thoughts. But Noah didn't have those kind of thoughts. Not only was Noah's conduct upright, but there was something different in the way that he was processing life, in the way that he was responding. And when I read this the other day, and it struck me, and I thought, I don't want God to ever be sorry that I belong to him because of what's going on inside my head. I don't want the Lord to be sorry for any of us because of the thought processes. There are plenty of people who've got the outward appearance down. They have learned to restrain their voice. I even know that's true. We call them two-faced sometimes. They know what to say to the right person at the right hand. But then you know that's not really what's going on inside. How many of you ever had experience before? Somebody's talked to you and you thought, you lying through your teeth, right? That's not what you think. That's what that's really going on inside. But the Lord is the one who sees and understands the thoughts of the heart, not just the action. There was another place in Isaiah 65, too, where the Lord says, I have spread out my hands all day long to a rebellious people who walk in ways that is not good, that are following their own thoughts. I see the heart of the Father one more time. Father God, who created a group of people, wanted a family, and their thoughts are so far from His. Their actions are also far. And he says, I spread up my hands all day long. That's a picture of pleading, of reaching out. Come, come. And he says, but their thoughts, they're walking in their own thoughts, not listening to my thoughts. You know, I think the thoughts are the last place to kind of be brought under control, the last place to be brought under restraint, the Holy Spirit. The psalmist said in 139, 23 and 24, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any, any hurtful way in me and lead me in the, land, the way of everlasting. You know, there are sometimes you don't even know what you think. 
I recently had one of those painful encounters with the Lord. You know those encounters where the Lord tells you the truth about yourself that you didn't know? Yeah. You know, we do walk in delusion to an extent. We think we're okay. I had a recent, it was just, it was, it was so set up by God that I just, I mean, I could not be blown away. I was, I was taken a couple days because I really wanted to hear from God. <laughs> he had an agenda that I didn't have. <laughs> he, began to real, he began to reel something, something that was in my heart that I was really unconscious that I was walking in a double, kind of a double standard kind of a thing. And uh, by the end of the day, I had had my lesson and I had repented and prayed. You know, repentant when you have been broken in your heart over what you have seen on the inside. Something I had not, was not aware was there before the Holy Spirit in his kindness said, your thoughts are not like my thoughts, Donna. There's been a few times the Lord has done that to me. You don't think the way I do. I want my thoughts to be in harmony, harmonious with the Lord. Amen? So, the heart of the Lord is to bring us into harmony and agreement with that. Bible says in Proverbs 20, 27, the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching the innermost parts of his being. Your spirit knows what your thoughts are. It says that in 1 Corinthians as well. For who knows the thoughts of the heart except the spirit of man that dwells within him? Who knows the hearts of God except the spirit of God? See, your spirit knows what you think. It knows what you allow that's going on inside. And the spirit of God inside knows what's going on, right? Well, the thing is that sometimes we lie to ourselves. And sometimes we're not facing the truth about what we really think and how we really feel. But your spirit is not deceived. Your spirit knows. The thing is that in Western America, we tend to think that we can separate these aspects of our being. We can separate spirit from soul, from body. And it's just not true. It's something that Eastern mindset has understood for a long time. You are spirit, soul, and body together and what happens in one dimension of you of you also affects the other dimensions we've also seen it before how many of you had a had a tough test coming up at school or a job interview or you're facing you know looking forward to an uncomfortable meeting and you develop a headache a stomach ache you can't sleep what happens something going on inside of you began to affect your your physical body right so there are things that your spirit knows that's going inside of you, do you know what? That you are programmed on autopilot. You operate on autopilot. According to the thoughts you've had, the things and the beliefs that you have allowed in your life, according to what we call mindsets that are established. Because you know what? You have to have mindsets to function in life. You're not having to remind yourself to breathe right now, are you? Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> it's a good thing there's another part of your brain that remembers that for you. Right? And there are practice ways of, of, of uh, living. When you get in the car and you drive home, you can just drive down the home without even thinking about changing gears or turn your t you know, turn signal or look in the mirror. Why? You don't think about it because it's a practice way of living for you. How many of you have ever been so caught up thinking your own thoughts, driving down the road, that all of a sudden you're like, where did I, where, did I miss my turn? What happened? Because you were so caught up in the habit of driving automatically on autopilot that you quit thinking consciously about what you were doing, right? 
Well, that helps you. I mean, it's not good when you miss your turn, <laughs> you know, but, but we understand it works for you on some level. But there's also some levels where it's not working for you. If there's a belief system on the inside, some thoughts you've had that are contrary to the Lord, it's going to be showing up in your behavior. It's going to be showing up in, in your attitude. It's going to be showing up in your physical body. It's going to be showing up in your life. And God is good sometimes to, tell, to pull back the curtains and show us the truth of what's really going on inside. Search me, O oh God, and know my heart, and see if there is any wicked way in me, if there's any way in me that's contrary to the way that you think and that you operate. All right. Your spirit knows your thoughts. Your thoughts are so important because your thoughts are the seeds. You have the thought first. The thought is the seed. It's the, it's the beginning place, right? You know, a thought comes into your head. You have a choice to accept this thought or to reject this thought, right? You have a choice what you're going to do with it. Martin Luther said, you can't stop the birds from flying overhead, but you can stop them from building a nest in your hair, right? Just because a thought comes doesn't mean that you have to take it and meditate upon it and worry yourself crazy with it. You can choose to not accept that thought, to replace it with something else. So your thoughts are the seed. That's the starting place. Well, your spirit knows if you receive that thought or not. Your spirit knows what's going on inside. Then what happens is, if you believe a thought, you accept the thought, it's accompanied by an emotion. Right? <coughs> if the thought is, Donna doesn't like me, what's the emotion that comes with that? Not a happy one, is it? There's some negative feeling, emotion, a criticism, judgment, something comes along with that. Fear, maybe, something comes along. You mix a thought, you mix an emotion and a feeling that goes along with it, and now you've got a catalyst to set something in motion. Because we can have thoughts and not act upon them. But if we are stirred emotionally, if we believe that thing, then what's going to happen? We're going to take action, aren't we? I mean, some action. There's been some times we wanted to slap somebody silly, but we didn't, right? But we, because we had an emotional reaction that was, a, that was attached to a thought. Okay? Your emotions and your feelings are the catalyst for behavior, and your behavior is what then brings results into your life. So this can be good, bad, or, in, or whatever. We can get all excited about the goodness of God. God says, I love you with an everlasting love. I believe it. I receive it. My emotions get charged. Hallelujah. I do a dance. I do a jig. And praise God, I'm free, and I'm not going to worry about that thing anymore. And I choose a, be a behavior that's inspired by the emotions and the thought, right? You see, we can look at what's going on inside of our lives and tell what we believe, not just what we've been saying, but what we actually believe. Because that's what's manifesting in our lives. The Lord says in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Now when God is saying this, I don't think he's saying this like, Look, I know something you don't know, and you're just too dumb to get it. I don't think that's the attitude. I think the attitude is, look, guys, come up higher. Your thoughts need to come up. You need to get out of the natural realm, out of the negative realm, and start thinking higher because it's going to change your behavior. It's going to change your emotion. You know, why do you think the scripture says, whatsoever things are good and pure and noble, think on these things? 
Because if we are thinking about things that are praiseworthy, things that are noble, things that are inspiring, things that are hope-filled, it's going to change your emotions, it's going to change your behavior, and it's going to change our circumstances and make everybody else's life happier too. We've all been around those people. I hope you're not one of them. You know those people? They got to whine and complain about everything. Oh, this don't happen, that don't happen, nah, nah, nah. They come in with a bad attitude, and by the time they're through, you either got a headache or a bad attitude yourself, right? <laughs> that stuff is contagious, isn't it? It's contagious. You just, what do you, you want to get away from that, don't you? I don't want to listen to that junk. I got enough battles myself, staying strong in faith and joy. I don't need to hear your garbage, <laughs> you know? It's like, no, go get with God, get that straight. <laughs> Seriously, you know what? Quit dumping on people. Quit dumping on people. I understand we all need a friend, somebody to talk to, but some people go beyond release of I need somebody to talk to, and they go into just you know, lifelong complaining and just being negative all the time. You know that it takes no spiritual gift and no expertise to find the negative. All you got to do is flip on the news. Oh, please. <laughs> you know? What does it take? What did uh, Zig Ziglar used to say? Uh, don't be a fault finder, be a good finder. It does, however, take a gift of faith many times and discernment to look past all that junk and see where God's at work. I believe in the God of redemption. I believe that God is always at work in something. Always at work, and especially in my affairs where I'm concerned. I believe he's a redeemer. He's redeeming my time. He's redeeming my gifts. He's redeeming my relationships. He's redeeming my finances. He's redeeming stuff. What the enemy has meant for destruction, God turns it for my good. See, and this is where our thoughts have to be. Not, well, this bad thing happened and that bad thing happened, but on the promise of what God's Word has said, because He says, get your thoughts up here. Just think about it. Does God have bad days? Does He get depressed? Does He whine and complain? If He did, we'd all be toast, right? <laughs> right? God doesn't behave like that. Can you imagine Jesus walking along the shores of Galilee? I don't know. You know, that Herod's always after me. The Pharisees, here they come again. I can't do nothing, right? That don't sound like Jesus, does it? Sounds like some people I know, though. Let's get our thoughts up here. Thoughts that are in har harmonious. Harmonious. I keep wanting to say that tonight. Get harmony and harmonious thoughts. Get that together. Okay. It was interesting... I was reading also in Matthew 12 where Jesus makes a statement and he says this after knowing what they were thinking. He says, a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. And I thought about that. A kingdom divided itself cannot stand. A house divided against itself can't stand. And I thought, are we divided against ourselves? With our mouth we say, Jesus is Lord, he meets all my needs. With my thoughts, I'm working against that. Your spirit goes, I know what you really think. The thoughts are going, I don't have enough money to pay my bills. I think I just lost my job. The thoughts are this, what's going to happen next? The mouth is saying one thing, the thought is saying something else, and the spirit knows the truth of what's going on. Are you divided against yourself? Let me ask you this. Are you, are you struggling with fear or envy or jealousy or worry? Or rejection what kinds of things because if we are entertaining those types of thoughts we are divided against ourselves
Because what's, gonna, what's that going to produce in your life? If you think about fear and envy and jealousy and all those things, what's it going to produce in your life? Exactly what you do not want. What did Job say? That which I feared came upon me. And if you are struggling with fear right now, you better shut off the TV. Okay? Amen. Just decide not to have a recession. Just decide not to participate. <laughs> Isaac sowed in famine and reaped a hundredfold, didn't he? Act like God's alive. Act like you're in covenant with him. Act like God likes you. Right? And it's okay. Build yourself up on your most holy faith, Bible says. Build yourself up to believe what God has said. God, I'm going to choose to think your thoughts. And if you said it ain't no big deal, it ain't no big deal. And I'll line my words up. But more than my words, I'm going to line my thoughts up. Get that helmet of salvation on. Guard your thoughts. Don't allow your head to go there. I think it's the last place where people show restraint. Some people, they get so worked up, they have to take medication because of their thoughts going wacko. They do. No judgment to you if you're taking medication, but let's, let's get you where you don't need it any longer. I don't judge people for taking medicine. I say, let's get you healed. All right? When you don't need it, you don't need it. Okay? You can have all the outward behavior right and all the words of your mouth right, but if your thoughts are contrary to you, it's not going to work because the thoughts are the place of the inside because what's going to happen is you're going to have an internal conflict. You're saying one thing and doing another. What's that called? Hypocrite. I want truth in the inward parts, the Lord said, in the inward parts, in the deepest place where I don't really know it's unconscious. There are things I don't know. And so we say, God, you've got to wash me with the word of God and purify my heart and purify my thought processes and show me if there is a wicked, a contrary way. And welcome an encounter like I had the other day. It didn't feel good. I'm here to tell you it didn't feel good. But I'm so glad that it's been adjusted. I'm glad God did not allow me to continue in that pattern, right? I mean, I had a real adjustment to where I said, you know what, I'm making a change here, God. And I made a vow to God from this day on, I make a change. Because that's, you know what repentance does? Is when you're like, it is so firm, I ain't doing that no more, I'm doing something else, to where you have made a decision, a firm decision, I'm doing something different from now on with the grace of God. Allow, allow me to, to get it done. So, let me ask you this. When it comes to your thoughts, do you spend more time thinking about what you don't want or what you do want. I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to get sick. You know, I don't want to do without. I don't want to, I don't want to. Is that what your thoughts are? Or are your thoughts more about what I do want? You know, when we were kids, we used to daydream, right? And sometimes we got fussed at by our teachers or parents. You daydreamer, quit daydreaming. And many of us have quit daydreaming. But in daydreaming, what are you thinking about? How good it could be, right? How wonderful it could be. If you do it in reverse, it's called worry. How bad it could be, right? So many of us, we have a worry habit. You know, we're used to thinking the negative, thinking the bad. I think it's time to have a daydreaming habit. Let them call you a dreamer. They called Joseph a dreamer. He wound up dreaming of great things that came to pass, right? 
So if, if you are thinking about some negative challenges, anybody here not facing a negative challenge right now? Oh, good, the right group. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> everybody's facing a negative challenge right now. So rather than go into the place of going over and over and over what you don't want to happen, what might go wrong, what disaster might befall you, let's get your thoughts up above, out of the place of wickedness, out of the place of evil. Do you know that's an evil thought? Do you understand that's evil thinking? Because it's contrary to what God wants for you. So let's get our thoughts out of there and start daydreaming about how good it could be. Fill your thoughts with possibility, like you're in covenant with Almighty God. Doesn't that sound like a good plan? I think it sounds like a great plan, right? To have our thoughts to where they are in harmony with the Lord. Hallelujah. And they're not evil. But Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, he is, so is he. As you think inside your heart, this is who you are. It's not the external. It's what's going on really deep on the inside. Jesus, when he was teaching, he said, For out of the heart comes evil thoughts. And then what did he say? He said, this, this is what defiles a man. Out of the heart comes evil thoughts, adulteries, murder, corruption, all that stuff. And he says, but this is what defiles a man. Evil thoughts, thoughts that are contrary to what God says, are defiling. Not only in the sense that God is not happy with you, but that it contaminates your life because it brings into your life what you do not want. So when you are thinking about disastrous thoughts, the enemy comes and plants disastrous thoughts to you, negative, fearful things, rejection things, envious things. If you accept those things, your emotions get all stirred up. And what's going to happen with your behavior? It's going to be affected by what you're thinking about. So maybe you won't take the chance you should have taken, you would have taken, if you had not been fearful. Right? Maybe, maybe you would have avoided something out of fear if you had not been motivated by it. I want God to give everybody revelation of this. Because I really believe this is a key issue. This is the thoughts of the heart. This is what causes your autopilot to operate. Have you ever done something and then thought, I don't know why I did that? Your spirit knows why you did that. Because you programmed it. You programmed it somewhere. You believed something. And it could have been from when you were a child. Something that was said to you that you believed. They told you you were stupid. You never amount to anything. And you believed it. And so what happens? All your life, you fail one time after another. Because your internal programming says, I don't amount to anything. I will fail always. And you, you know, you've grown up, and you don't want that to happen, but you're being, you're being uh, run by old programming that's evil thoughts that were planted there by the enemy. Let's make this our prayer. Search my heart, O oh God, and show me if there is an evil, wicked way in me. What is it that I'm believing? What is it I'm listening to that is not your thoughts? It's contrary to what you have for my life, because I need to break this pattern and have something new. And let's not, you know, some of us by temperament, I'm choleric temperament. Choleric and melancholy's temperament, we tend to see the negative. Not that we're negative people necessarily, but that we look for trouble so we can fix it. Sanguines and, and, and phlegmatics don't care and don't see it, you know. But we do. You know, we see that chair's not just straight. 
Sanguins don't care. All right. But we, we tend to see stuff that needs correction, that needs adjustment. Then you throw in my calling, which is to correct and adjust. <laughs> I am wired to be negative, y'all. <laughs> Just fit that aspect. Except that when the Spirit of the Lord has redeemed all of that, I want to be, I am also a woman of faith and also can see beyond the present circumstance into what can be. So we have to take all of our gifting, all of our personality, everything, and get it under the blood and get it sanctified, right? Right? Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we're all works in progress. Okay. So the evil thoughts are they which defile the man. This is what contaminates your life. This is what's making you have the results that you don't want to have in your life right now. The Bible says in Romans 8, 5 and 6, it says, For the mind that is set upon the flesh, and see, the mind set upon the flesh is death, but the mind set upon the spirit is life and peace. It's life and peace. Where are you not experiencing life and peace in your life? In that area, there's some corrupt thinking. Now, understand, it's not just thinking, but it's the thoughts are the seeds that start it. That's why the Bible tells us to renew our minds with the Word of God. You know, for a long time, I think we thought that just meant get your theology straight and get your doctrine straight. But no, renewing your mind means you change the way it operates. Though it's not going the negative bent of the natural world, the fear bent of the natural world, but it's moving in a place of faith and it's moving in a place of all things are possible and power and joy and love, those things. Where you're not having love, joy, peace, patience, the fruit of the Spirit is where you are having a bunch of negative stuff you don't want, right? How's your peace level right now? That tells you how spirit-filled you are. Ouch. Because the Spirit of the Lord brings peace, right? So we can wage, we can, we can you know, weigh how much do we have. That's why we pray, oh God, I need more of you. <laughs> I need more of your love because mine's getting a little low. I need more of your joy because I'm looking for mine right now. <laughs> I need more of your peace. I could use some more, you know, patience. I could use some of those things because I see my thoughts are being, are veering away from who you are and what you have. Things to think about. Renewing our mind. You know, the Bible says in Joshua 1, the Lord told him, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. He says, but you'll meditate in it day and night. And the reason, he said, is that so you may make your way prosperous. It's not just so that you learn the basic principles of how to live, which a lot of people need to learn yet. But if we are meditating upon the law of God, that means we're not meditating upon a bunch of other garbage. We're not meditating upon some stupid, you know, evil report from the television or the radio or the newspaper or whatever. But we're meditating upon what the Lord has said. And this is what's going to cause our way to prosper. Psalm 19, 14 says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Is God happy with what you think about? You know, he's not, he's not, you know, ignorant about what's going on inside of here. He's, he's completely aware, just like he said in Genesis 6. I know your thoughts. I know what's going on inside. Is he happy about this? Sometimes we think that because nobody else hears this noise that God doesn't either. But he knows what's going on inside. 
And if we'll be honest and we'll look and see what's produced in our life, we can trace it back to many times and understanding what we have been meditating upon and it's not been the Word of God. There's a wonderful scripture in Second Chronicles 16.9. It says, For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth, that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. God is looking for somebody to strongly support. But he said, your ways are not my ways. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. So line up, get your thoughts in line, because I want to strongly support you. How many times have we cried out for God, I need help. I need help. I need you to come through for me. And he's saying, get your thoughts in harmony with me. I'm looking for someone whose heart is aligned with me. Not this, just that you love God and you're saved, but that you are disciplining your thoughts to think what God says. Right? You know, the Word of God talks about, in, in 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, it says we are casting down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ and bringing every thought into obedience to Christ Jesus. You can choose your thoughts, folks. The thoughts you're having, if you're having those thoughts of, I'm stupid, I'm not smart enough, it's too late, I'm, I'm a disaster, you, God never takes care of me, no matter what kind of crazy thoughts like that, those things are working contrary to you. It's time to bring them into obedience to Christ because Christ doesn't think that way. I want to think the thoughts of God. You know, the Spirit of the Lord lives on the inside of us, right? Let's not have a war between what he thinks and what we think. Let's choose his thoughts. Let's choose what he thinks. Then we're going to have the life and peace that we're looking for in every way. Anybody ready to repent? Let's close your eyes. We're going to repent right now. I know everybody needs to, myself included. Repentance is good for you. All right. Father, in Jesus' name, when you look upon us and you see our thoughts, we want them to be pleasing to you. Lord God, that when you are extending to us, we, we want to be a people whose thoughts are your thoughts, not in rebellion, not in an antagonistic and contrary to your thoughts, your word, your heart, your intent. So Lord God, right now we confess, Lord God, that we have not had a restraint upon our thoughts, that Lord, that we have allowed other thoughts to come, and not only have they come, but we've let them stay. We've let them stay for a long time. We've believed other things besides you and your word. And so, Father, tonight, right now, we repent. We confess, Lord God, that our thoughts have not been pleasing to you. And so, Lord God, we ask right now that you would do a work of cleansing within us right now. By the blood of Jesus, Lord, we ask you to forgive us for unclean thoughts, for evil thoughts, for fearful thoughts, for negative thoughts, for listening to the lies of the enemy instead of dreaming the dreams of God. Lord God, but we have been too quick to believe the negative and not believe your promise and your word. So right now, we repent. We turn from it. And we ask, Lord God, search our hearts. Even over the next, next upcoming days, well, forever, God, just search our hearts. And do you see other things? And let us know where we've been hurting ourselves by the things we've been thinking. Put, uh, shine the spotlight on it, oh Lord God, so we can fix it, so we can correct it. Because we can't do it without your help, Holy Spirit. But we are trusting, Lord God, that you are faithful. You will convict us and show us the thoughts and the intents of our hearts, what needs to change and what needs to be adjusted and brought up to be in harmony with what you think. 
Lord God, right now we choose to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And Lord God, we choose to obey your word that we will watch over our heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. Lord God, we choose to pay attention to what's going on on the inside. And Lord God, to recognize that we have an enemy who's been trying to get us to think things that are contrary. But Lord God, we are choosing your word. We're choosing your spirit. We're choosing your grace right now. And we receive forgiveness right now. We receive mercy right now. God, there's been some things we've been thinking upon that we've been, we've been receiving in our lives. And God, it's enough. We ask you to lay the axe to the root of that thing. I need to stop receiving that kind of negative thing in my life. It's time for that to end in Jesus' name. So, Lord God, today, with your grace and your help, I'm going to get my thoughts in alignment with a new future, with a new expectation. My past does not determine my future. Today is a new day. My season of frustration and failures is over in Jesus' name. This is a new day, and I choose to think your thoughts, Lord God. I praise you, Lord, for it. We praise you, Lord, for it. Now, in Jesus' name, I speak to the enemy of your soul, and I command that lying spirit, that deceptive spirit that's been coming and sowing those thoughts to you, in Jesus' name, I say that you are found out, and I command you to loose your hold. You lying spirit, I command you to loose your hold upon this people now, in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, your power is broken, and you've been exposed. Spirit of God, shine your truth, and let us have truth in the inward parts. And Lord, with great hope, In anticipation, God, we look forward to better days. We look forward, Lord God, to to being more like Jesus, more of the fruit of the Spirit, more of the results of your kingdom manifested in our lives. In Jesus' name. If you agree, say amen. Amen. All right. Praise God. Thank you for joining us. For more information about Destiny Spirit, additional teachings, and training events, please visit our website at www.destinyspirit.com. Or you can write to us at Destiny Spirit Apostolic Network, P.O. Box 15252, Chesapeake, Virginia, 23328. Thank you and God bless you.